Welcome to Waiting for Review, a show that follows the journeys of two iOS developers. I'm Dave Knott, an iOS developer from Devon, England. And I'm Dave Wood, an iOS developer in Wellington, New Zealand. Join us as we discuss the development, code and technology of our journeys. Okay, so phones uh, aside, maybe we should talk a little bit about the software that's going to run on them. So iOS 11, we've had this now in beta since June. Yeah. Um, I've been running it on my iPhone 6 um, until recently, which maybe we can talk about in a little bit because I've had to roll back to 10. Um, I know you've been running it on your iPad. Yes, I've been running it exclusively on on my iPad Pro. Okay. So uh, since getting it. So I guess my question to you is, what's your favorite feature? I really love the dock, um, actually. I love the um, the way you sort of switch between apps on the on the iPad with iOS 11 um, and sort of having that, that um, almost Mac-like dock at the bottom. <laughs> um, it took me a little while to sort of get used to kind of you, you sort of swipe up from the bottom um, and, every, and the app kind of... Um, zooms in into a grid on the screen with with the other apps that you've previously had open so you don't sort of double tap to to switch um switch through the other apps anymore um the home button kind of becomes a little bit sort of defunct um once once you're up and running yeah i suppose that's maybe another nod that you know with the the, the iPhones that the home button could be uh, on its way yeah, if if yep. you sort of being replaced yeah. by these sort of longer swipes up from the bottom, if gestures yep. are, be, are being more and more utilised, then you, you have to you have to ask yourself what use does it have other than the touch ID that it offers. Yep, um, um, and you sort of end up with a, a position where really it it, it can go. Um, I've I've kind of noticed that playing one on, on my iPad that I just yeah I don't really use the home button other than unlocking it when I first use it. Mm. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, other sort of features and things that I've really been been loving. The um, so I've got the pencil with the iPad, and I've really been loving markup and sort of what you're able to do with um, with like PDF editing and that side of things as well. Um, so I think I've been able to. This has been really useful whilst whilst emigrating. Actually, is being able to um, take a PDF and sign it with the pencil sort of straight from from ios itself not really needing another app to do that um, uh, yeah i suppose I you've had to do a lot of signing there before we've had to do a lot of that sort of thing yeah sending documents even sending stuff back home um to sort of finish finish certain things up back in the uk um it's just been easier when we've not got a printer with us um so that's that's actually been quite useful a couple of times um again not not an iOS 11 game changer necessarily, um, but you know, in terms of, of new things that you can do, that's that's been quite a cool one for me. Um, how about you, Dave? Is there any sort of day to day use kind of stuff you're really looking forward to? Um, I think possibly the peer to peer Apple Pay could be very useful for okay. me. Um, that would be cool because I've obviously not been running it on an iPad. I know. I think you've probably had probably a better glimpse of iOS 11 through using it on a, on an iPad. Cause I think that's kind of where a lot of the, the, the innovations taken place. Um, I'm using it on the phone for the most part, it just made my phone slower. 
So I feel a little bit yep. disillusioned with it, to be perfectly honest. Um, it, it definitely ruined my iPhone 6. Uh, there, there was a couple of neat features that I, I, I found day-to-day that I liked. For example, um, was it whether they demoed it on, on stage at WWDC where they were planning a trip to Iceland and the capital city of Iceland. Um, I forget what it is now, but it's quite difficult to spell. Um, yeah. And then the phone kind of notices that you've been on a web page that was about that. So when you try and type the name of that city in, say, iMessage, it'll auto-correct you. All right. Um, so little bits like that I thought were really cool. Um, and I like the way Control Center's been revamped. I like the password autofills. So I'm finding I'm, yep. I found lots of little bits like that just made my general day-to-day use a lot easier. Um, oddly, though, I didn't really like the way the screenshots are handled. Um, mm. Because quite often I'll just take a screenshot by... You know, home button, sleep button at the same time and move on and forget about it. But now it kind of throws a little thing up on my screen that overlays what I was doing. Yeah. And then it becomes almost like a task I need to complete. Whereas before it was like, just hit the buttons, the screen would flash, I, I could move on and I knew it, that was then tucked away in my photos for, for later use. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think lots of those little things have been really cool um, for me on my iPhone 6. Um, but I had to roll back because I upgraded it to beta 8. And it was it was fine. I, I came on at beta 2, and it pretty much was fine all the way through to 7, um, up to and including 7, and then I upgraded to 8. And I woke up. I had my phone on charge overnight, as I always do, and I woke up, and the phone was red hot, almost uncomfortable oh. to touch. Right. Um, so... I thought, okay, this is weird. Reboot the phone, and then it cooled back down. So I was like, okay, maybe it was just chewing through something, like in an infinite loop or something. Yeah. Um, so I just started trying to use the phone. Um, I used, I went onto Twitter, I scrolled, and I maybe got through two or three tweets, and the app would crash. So I thought, yeah. oh, there's probably something up with Twitter. Or, yeah, let's try Safari. Went into Safari, um, loaded up a website. I got as far as getting to the Google um search results page i was searching for something and safari would crash and it seemed like whatever i did i could maybe use an app for between five and ten seconds and then it would crash so i was kind of left with no choice i was like i need to use my phone um yeah so i just had to take it back to ios 10 and i haven't really been back to the betas since i figure i'll upgrade to ios 11 when it's out properly um you know in the next few weeks um but yeah it kind of left left a bit of a, uh, a sour taste in the mouth to be quite honest with you so i'm not really feeling that great about ios 11 as we sit here and record like we're kind of talking about it in the context of what's your favorite feature but right now it would just be kind of nice if it you know just basic functionality would be uh would be good at this point for me and <laughs> and, and it may it may be that if i was to upgrade to what we are now beta 10 yeah um could well be fine but yeah i'm I'm just going to steer clear, I think, now until uh, until we get to the the proper release. Yeah, yeah. it's um, a shame. I was going to say maybe, maybe try and get the the gold master release, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably no point now. You're probably better off just just waiting. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll just sit tight. I mean, I I feel like I've um, I've had the benefits of having it on my main device that I wanted to get out of that. Um, in terms yeah. of development, I can make do with simulators for now. That's fine. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. It was a shame. 
but yeah, we are where we are. Yeah. Um, I think that that's one side though, Dave. I mean, obviously you're going to get that sort of stuff with, with betas, you know, and, and that is something you need to, to be aware of, I guess, running, running the beta is that, you know, it may well effectively break your device um you did the right thing you know you, you you wound it back you put it back to to a working version as, as quickly as you could um and that's absolutely the sort of thing that you should do when it when it is your main device as well um i, I don't really kind of get people who use the the betas and then kind of suffer a device that they can't really use yeah you have to go into device. it with your eyes open i think with regard yeah. to that um but uh, no, sort of looking looking beyond that because I am hopeful for for a few things with iOS eleven. I, I think there's there's quite quite some cool stuff sort of coming in. Um, so I'm thinking sort of from if we're thinking about day to day use and that sort of thing. Um, yep, the Apple Pay sort of sharing stuff that that's that is going to be cool. Um, iCloud for family sharing is something I'm particularly looking forward to, and that's not necessarily an iOS 11 specific thing, really. Um, it's, it's an iCloud thing more than anything else. Um, but that that looks like um, we as a family are going to be able to rationalise. We've currently got three different plans on the go for three different people. Three out of four people in my family um, are paying for iCloud space, and it looks like maybe we can just have one one big account that everybody pulls into. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll be good. Um, and, um, I'm looking forward to, we've, we've, um, we've had a couple of people in our Slack channel telling us that, um, Siri looks like it's been improved quite a bit. Do you think uh, that's so to that... coincide with the HomePod? Oh, it would be very useful for the HomePod. It would, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> Yeah. Because it's going to go up against some stiff competition, really, with Alexa and you know, the Google Home. I, yeah. I wouldn't want sort of iOS 10 Siri being put out there on a speaker that's going to be no. pitched as a, a voice-controlled device. Um, and I think Siri has needed improvement anyway, um, just in day-to-day use. I, I, I tend not to use Siri, um, uh, apart from a few sort of things that... that um, Occasionally I will. Occasionally I'll use Siri to set a timer. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of seems to be my my predominant use. Um, but then every so often I will ask Siri to set me a timer while my hands are full of like whatever I'm cooking. Usually in this scenario, so I've got you know hands that have got food on and I can't touch my phone without making a mess. So I ask Siri to set me a timer, um, and Siri just completely fails to pick that up. And I end up having to wash my hands, set the timer manually, just for the fact that time is now clocked on and the thing that was cooking has cooked a bit more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's frustrating. So improved Siri would, would be useful to me probably yeah, three times a week or whatever, whenever that happens. Um, but um, from a, a development perspective, Dave... Um, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to with iOS 11? I think um, probably the biggest thing for me is going to be ARKit. And while I may not particularly have any apps that are going to 
be taken advantage of AR kit. The whole idea of it is, I find very, very exciting. I think it's going to be quite a profound technology that yep. could well, um, yeah, well, already has um, started a, a wave of innovation. I mean, some of the demos that we've seen have just been crazy good when you think about it. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited there. Um, like I say, my two sort of main current apps really, I don't think have any any real place in yeah you know, with a, with AR kit. Yeah, but um, it's got me thinking about things that maybe I would like to do. Um, so I'm 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 glad that it's there, and I think I think there's going to be some really really cool stuff done with that. Yeah, likewise, I think that is probably you know the the big deal for me in terms of like new things that can be done from a development perspective um and very similarly i'm not sure exactly how i would use it within my existing apps um but that's that's okay you know they they were designed with with very specific use cases that you know, predate trying to do things in ar um but for new apps and for new ideas i can so i've already got a few um that, that could potentially be things that could be done with ar kit um and i love that feeling it, it, that that feeling of, of sort of new territory and being able to do things that are haven't really been done before um that that kind of reminds me of um of where things were sort of you know when um when the iphone first came along and sort of the changes we've seen over the last nearly 10 years um so AR kit for me kind of sums up some of that sort of fresh territory, exciting territory um, kind of feel as a developer. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it too. It's got that ability to wow people, hasn't it? When if, yep. you, if you show someone that's never seen it before, you, you can see them like trying to work out how on earth is it doing this? And then, you know, the amazement that it's possible and it's doing it in real time and those are real... Yeah, this is a real game that's being rendered in real time on your tabletop. I saw um, a demo the other day of like some uh, kind of like strategy war game, and it just looked incredible. The fact that this yeah. this little war war scene was taking place on someone's coffee table, um, especially if that could be taking place like multiplayer. So if you imagine if you know a couple of people were having a little war on their coffee tables at home. Um, yeah, I mean that's getting into kind of sci-fi territory when you think about it. Um, the kind of stuff that you may, might have seen in movies from the 90s when they try and depict the future. Um, I think there's going to be such a wave of innovation. And the demos we've already seen have, have just been phenomenal. I mean, I've seen people sort of in AR kit cutting holes in their garage doors and you can peer through and see a jungle. And then, um, yeah, what's that AHA song? Is it Take On Me? Someone made a, yep. a demo with that. Yeah, it was, was really like cool. a sort of real-time um, Take On Me. Um I saw another good one the other day of um, audio being visualized in 3D space. Um, so you have a, a kind of oscilloscope audio visualizer sort of going on in in the AR space. So as, as, as audio is being analyzed, it generates the waveform and puts it there in 3D. Oh, wow. Um, and then the, the focus point for it moves as, as the guy moves his phone around. Um, so he's, he's kind of leaving trails with his voice um, and then moving the phone back through those points 
afterwards he was then able to play the the audio backwards Whoa. or forwards depending on which way he was going that that was that's pretty awesome yeah I, th- I feel like there's the possibility here for um sort of experiences and um and things that kind of bring people closer together at times too so i think one for me would be you, you talk about things like the tabletop games and the potential for multiplayer um I can think already of, of of things like that that I would like to have to sort of you know communicate with and 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 play games with people sort of back home who I'm I'm now separated with by sort of twelve thousand miles. Yeah. Um. You know, we we did do um board games and things with with a few people back home and being able to do that sort of stuff. Um. With with a device, sort of you know, I guess you'd end up with the iPad. Um in some sort of holder you know and, and and then able to sort of um play the game there and then on our tabletop and have the same sort of going on elsewhere in the world um that could that sort of experience could be really quite you know quite a shift and quite awesome no I'm, i definitely agreed with that i think yeah aarkit is um i feel like we're only just beginning to scratch the surface as well i feel like every demo i see it's like some revelation to me like oh wow like how how did i not think of that and mm. like that, what you were just saying with the audio something yeah. that you would just never have thought of and then someone out there has done you know made it and it's just like wow that is absolutely incredible so i think we're going to see so much more of that and especially when you know the wider kind of audience sees it when ios 11 comes out and people realize that they can do this kind of stuff with their phones and their ipads um, I, yeah, I think profound is probably the the best word I can think to, to describe it as a technology. So yeah, something else in iOS 11 that I've been, um, looking forward to quite a lot is the new image and video formats. So are they HEVC for video and I guess you yeah. call it HEF for the image format? Yeah. H-E-I-F. H-E-I-F. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think it could be, um, really cool it's one of those things i think that maybe people may not directly experience that they're there but they may kind of feel the effects of it in a positive way in the with the compression being a lot more um, efficient perhaps is the right word um you, know, you can get kind of 2x savings on on storage space so potentially up to 50 percent um smaller images and video files yeah so i think that's going to be a big win because a lot I don't know about you, but kind of family members and friends, especially with the smaller 16 gig devices um, and even some of the 32 ones that are still kicking around. Yeah. Um, a common complaint I get a lot is that, uh, you know, I, my, my photos take up too much room. Yes. And then you say, well, you know, you could use the iCloud photo library and use the optimized storage. Um, yeah. And, that's a good solution i use it for myself um that was that was our solution for my eldest child's um ipod touch he's got a 32 gig ipod touch and um he ran out of space for his photos and videos and and that was one of his sort of primary uses for it Mm -hmm. um so we we put things into icloud there this is again one of the reasons that i'm quite excited about the idea of sort of shared family storage plans um but um yeah i mean better 
compressed files, smaller compressed files, um, would be very useful for those devices. And and equally for using with um, with iCloud um, for your photos as well, because you know you've got smaller files going up and down to the cloud. Oh, that's true. Yep. Yeah, I think there's going to be some really cool, cool things. Um, the thing I like is the way you can uh, manipulate the depth data if you're taking like a portrait mode picture. So yeah. rather than it being baked into the JPEG at the time of capture, it's like it's kind of saved. Like you can almost think of it as like metadata that you can modify after the fact. Yeah. So I think. That could be really cool because imagine if you, know, you take a photo that portrait mode doesn't really work out so well because yeah it's it's not perfect is it? You could then maybe switch it off, I guess. Um, so I think that's, that could be really quite cool. Uh, so I, yeah, and and then of course with the um, HEVC, have we got hardware acceleration now? I think on the latest Macs and then presumably um, on the latest uh, phones, I presume we will have to. Yeah, I'm not sure if. Your say like your iPhone seven. I don't think that has hardware acceleration built in for it. I don't think. Um, so yeah, I guess you just have to rely on, on just the software. There, uh, but yeah, with the new phones, hopefully, hopefully would get that. Um, but I think it 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 makes a lot of sense. I think if you think about JPEG and the H two sixty four, I think the landscapes moved quite a lot. And I think those formats are almost, especially JPEG, almost holding holding back the sort of progression to what to where things are. Um, I mean, Heath, for example, can um, offer compression over um, sort of bursts of photos, right? Um, and again, with animated photos like live photos. So I think the way that we're using photography and, and movies to a certain extent, so I think the way people use movies a lot more now, kind of just like short form movies that get posted up to social media. Um, I think the way that sort of the landscape in that sense has shifted, I think a format change is, is, is a really sensible move. And I would never expect any any consumer that picks up a new iphone running ios 11 to point to this as any kind of recognizable feature um yeah but hopefully it will you know help them out along along the road in, in ways they may not be able to explain um but hopefully that on some level they'll kind of appreciate appreciate it and feel it on, on some level at least yeah and i think even if that is just you know smaller file sizes mean i see um more return on my my iCloud disk space um, or you know literally I'm I'm not running out of space on my device quite as quick and those sort of things as well Um, that that won't again won't necessarily be acknowledged by the user but it will be felt Mm. um, just in terms of like um, I'm quite mindful that when people send me a load of live photos and I'm on 3G um that's eating up my data (laughs) yeah you know just to receive those photos um so i've actually had to ask a couple of people not to send me live photos because they were sending them by default just for snaps right Um, you know and 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 having that sort of bigger file size coming down over, over messages um yeah, I was just aware it was eating eating up my data because we we send a lot of messages between each other a lot of the time. So, you know, I can 
think things like that i think will be where where people don't necessarily understand that, that what has shifted but they will feel the benefit of it um and equally i, I do wonder with um with these new formats if there's sort of interesting things there for for developers to look out for um because if we're getting new data new metadata for example for depth does does that open up interesting new effects and, and types of app that can be created uh yeah i think there is a depth api yeah so yeah d- definitely in terms of maybe apps that you could uh use to create images to post up to social networks perhaps um yeah just yeah photo editing apps i'm sure there's loads more possibilities that can be done like that's almost like the go-to thing isn't it it's like well you know obviously photo editing apps will use this but there's, there could be loads of other cool stuff that yeah that could be could be done does this mean we could potentially even see people using their phones to sort of scan objects um in three dimensions as well sort of uh, using that depth data um in 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 multiple shots to kind of assemble something something back into three dimensions for example or sort of linking into ar kit Um, (laughs) now we're talking (laughs) yeah so you know these these things they look like small changes they look like okay you know jpeg's out heath is in um but the the devil's in the detail and and in the things that you know let you do do the things you couldn't do before um and it's just certainly going to be interesting to sort of explore that over the next next few months the next year um and sort of see how everybody else explores it and and gets into it too okay that's it for this week if you've enjoyed the show we'd love it if you could give us a review on itunes or if you're an overcast user if you could recommend us by hitting that star button that would be great um also we'd like to remind you that now we have our slack channel and we'd love to invite you to join our hope is that it will be a really cool place for fellow developers to come and hang out and get to know each other if you'd like to join There'll be instructions in the show notes, or the best way is just to reach out to us on Twitter at WFR Podcast. So before we disappear, Dave, where can people find your work? Um, you can find my apps on roboheads.com. That's roboheads with a Z at the end. And you can find me on Twitter at DW Roboheads, again with the Z on the end. How about you, Dave? Yes, yeah, so on Twitter, I am at underscore Dave Knott. You can find my remote control for Cody at armchair-remote.com and my latest app to help kids learn to read, you can find at spacereaders.com. 